organization. You see, this is where the DNA comes in, Gordon, Detective Chief Superintendent Lockhart said. I don't know if they let you watch TV in here, but you might have heard about new developments in technology and how we've started reanalyzing old murder cases, putting together detailed biological profiles of suspects and all that. He grinned again. Though as far as you're concerned, we didn't exactly need a profile. We've already got half a ton of your muck in test tubes in police labs all over the country. Grimwood stubbed his cigarette out on the table. His brutalized face was impassive, but he was clearly listening. It was a simple matter of compare and contrast, Lockhart said. And guess what? Guess whose DNA sample married up identically with the tiny specks of blood found on the teeth of Kirsty Ann's poor little dead poodle? Still, the convict said nothing. Lockhart stood up. The judge recommended you serve thirty years minimum, didn't he? After this, he'll be recommending you never come out at all. They drove quietly through the darkened town. There were four of them in the first car, a sleek grey Jaguar, unmarked but registered to Halliwell CID. Detective Sergeant Brunton was driving. He was young, blonde and bullish, and crammed tightly into a smart rugby club blazer and tie. Next to him sat Lockhart. In the back, fastened into a plastic overcoat, his hands cuffed in his lap, Gordon Grimwood was experiencing his first trip beyond prison walls for fifteen years. Close beside him was the final member of the team, a firearms response inspector called Cregan. He was currently in jeans and sweater, but of tall military appearance. He looked more than capable of kicking all their butts put together. But just in case he couldn't, a black steel Glock SLP was holstered at his armpit. Another vehicle travelled behind them, an unmarked Sierra, this one packed with plainclothes prison officers. They'd insisted on coming along, but Lockhart had advised them to keep a reasonable distance if they didn't want dragging to Crown Court to give evidence in a new murder trial. That had not been his real reason, of course. In truth, this was a potentially tricky case, where rules might need to get bent, and he didn't want amateurs clogging up the works. But the story he'd given them had done the trick nicely. Whatever happened, it was unlikely they'd interfere. If it's any consolation, Gordon, the chief super said, you've made the right decision. If we find her, it'll stand in your favour. Grimwood glanced out at the passing houses and gardens. Much good it'll do me. Maybe it'll help you sleep at night. I sleep all right. Sure about that, D.S. Brunton wondered. Prison bunk's not a tad too clean for you. You can get used to anything, if you put up with it long enough, Grimwood said. Lockhart snorted. Well, you're the living proof of that. Grendel is described variously as a fiend, an ogre, a tormented spirit of hell, but above all as an outcast. He listened to the rejoicing of the Danes from his dank underground lair, and went mad with bitterness and jealousy. The Gordon Grimwood case belonged exclusively to the sensational and bizarre file. 
It occupied a similar position in the annals of British crime to the Yorkshire Ripper, the Black Panther, and the Moors murderers, in that, horrible and revolting as its details might be, the general public couldn't get enough of it. Years after the prison door was finally slammed on Grimwood, a disgrace to humanity, in the words of the trial judge, books were still being written on the subject, and television documentaries recorded. Temperatures still rose at the mention of his name. There was lingering criticism of the police, who at the time were alleged to have bungled the investigation. While certain misguided, though some would say also attention-seeking politicians, were constantly airing their view that the criminal was mad rather than bad, and should not therefore have been sent to jail at all, but to the more humane environs of a mental hospital. The entire affair had started inauspiciously.